Tito's and Shiner Gonna be an all-nighter And I just might find her At the Whataburger line Dance halls and women But man, I'm wishing That I was fishing by the river tonight In Texas Howdy, 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 everybody What is it everybody or everyone? I always say everyone Alright, well I'll switch it from now on Okay (laughs) Welcome back to another No, we're good. All right, you sure? Welcome back to another very special, very caffeinated episode of Tex-ish, the show about some things Texas. And some things not. We've got an awesome interview in store for you today with Devin Laughlin, owner, founder of Never Rest Coffee Company. Never stop, never resting. Never stop, never resting, never stopping. Never rest fest coming soon. <laughs> but first, as always, we've got a couple of not sponsors for you. Our first not sponsor of today's episode of Tex Ish is Room for Cream. The answer's always no. Room for Cream, I don't want oat milk, goat milk, float milk, almond milk, soy milk. Give it to me black the way God intended. Room for Cream, the answer is always no. Room for Cream, if I want a milk, I'd buy a cow. Room for Cream. This isn't a Starbucks. <laughs> Room for Cream. This isn't a Dave Matthews concert. <laughs> Room for Cream. This isn't a Wu-Tang song. <laughs> Keep in mind, y'all, these, these people don't sponsor us. And for our second not sponsor, I've got Fiery Little Girls. Fiery Little Girls, are you feeling good about yourself? You're not gonna. <laughs> Fiery little girls. Did you wake up, look at yourself in the mirror, and think, man, my hair looks good today? No, it doesn't. Did you have a really bad interaction earlier today? I don't want to talk about it. What happened? Nothing. Look, I'm just saying that sometimes you're feeling great about yourself, you think that you've got your stuff together, and you encounter somebody who sees right through you and cuts you to your core. Aww. You look good. Fiery little girls. Fiery little girls. They tell you the truth. (laughs) Fiery little girls. The world as they see it. Fiery little girls. Do you got an ego? Not for long. (laughs) Consider it popped. (laughs) All right. So, once upon a time in Texas history, the year was 1985, and it was the year that Brooklyn-born pharmacist Charles Alderton in Morrison's Old Corner Drugstore in Waco, Texas, tested out a new concoction that he had made himself, Mm. otherwise known today as Dr. Pepper. Oh, man, I was totally going to do this for our next one. Ah, well, I already got it. I know, you beat me to it. Early advertisements advertisements for this soft drink made medical claims stating that that it aids digestion and restores vim, vigor, and vitality. Can confirm. As with Coca-Cola, the formula for Dr. Pepper is a trade secret, and allegedly the recipe is kept as two halves in safety deposit boxes in two separate Dallas banks. That's what they want you to think. But yeah, the year 1985, that is the first year that Dr. Pepper was ever made and tasted in Waco, Texas. Fun fact, there is a popular trend right now that they're saying Dr. Pepper is just root beer and Coke mixed together. Is it actually catching steam? It's catching steam. Like, it's really popular on TikTok right now. Huh. People are losing their minds. Well, we're going to have to follow up we're on gonna, that. We're going to have to do a follow-up. They think it's root beer they and... They think it's root beer and equal parts root beer and Coke. 
Huh. Yeah. Might have to go to a soda fountain later. Might have to go to a soda fountain. Might yeah. have to get me an old soda pop. I might have to get me. <laughs> Mama, can I have a quarter? <laughs> I, I also love how we're talking about how we might go get a Dr. Pepper later, but if you asked me what am I doing, I'd say I'm going to get a Coke. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it's Coke. It's all Coke. Yeah, it's all Coke. It doesn't matter. Let's it's just go Coke. get Coke. All right. And then our small town of the week for this episode of Tex-ish is Dime Box, Texas, formerly known as Old Dime Box, Texas. It used to be Nickel Box, Texas, but inflation. <laughs> it used to be... N- <laughs> that was very <laughs> relevant. <laughs> it used to be 25 cent Texas, but that was just too uppity. Anyway, so in 1913, the Southern Pacific Railroad built a line three miles southeast of the original location of Dimebox. Most of the residents and businesses moved to a site near the tracks. From that point onward, the original settlement became known as Old Dimebox, and the new community was referred to as Dimebox. Or Shiny Dimebox. Or Shiny Dimebox. There are some interesting things here, though. Dimebox was visited by author William Least Heat Moon, as described in his book, Blue Highways, Heat Moon got a haircut from a local barber named Claude Tyler. Mm. Texas songwriter and musician Max Stalling recorded a song set in Dimebox, Texas. The town gets a mention in the song Northeast Texas Women by Willis Allen Ramsey. Season 4, Episode 9 of Walker, Texas Ranger was featured in Dimebox. Mm. Dimebox is the setting of the 1973 movie Kid Blue starring Dennis Hooper. Okay. The town is Dennis mentioned Hooper in the Dennis so- Hopper. Hopper. Cool. I'm not the actor Just here. Checking. <laughs> the town is mentioned in a song by Jimmy Buffett. We'll mm-hmm. have to look that up later. Yeah. Dimebox is the setting of several scenes in The Return, The Eskimo Slugger, books by Brad Boney's Austin Trilogy. Relatively popular. Relatively for, popular for space. A town I've never heard I kind of feel bad for old Dimebox because there- Dimebox gets all the love. Dimebox gets all the love. Old and Dimebox. All the yep. <laughs> all right. Who is our badass of the week? Our badass of the week is a woman named Bessie Coleman. She was born in 1892 in Atlanta, Texas. Atlanta, Texas. Atlanta, Texas. Okay. Now she was raised mostly in Waxahachie. Okay. But was born in Atlanta, Texas. Now, she is famous for being the first African-American and Native American female pilot. And I'm going to give you just kind of some broad strokes here. She was born into a family. Uh, Her mom was African-American. Her dad was African-American, half Native American. And she was born into a family with 12 kids. So it's going to be easy life for her. Super easy, like not hard at all. Uh, definitely had all the attention she needed. Certainly money wasn't even a question. Yeah, just like, nurturing, all safe. Of <laughs> and part of why I'm choosing her is the never rest spirit was certainly yeah. something that was alive and well with her. Okay. Whenever her dad left to uh, get away from segregation, her mom stayed. In, in Texas at the time, and she was helping her mom uh, provide for the family, you know, doing various odd jobs, laundry, picking cotton, those types of things that were available to her during that time. And she was saving money this whole time to go to college. Now, she attended what was called the Colored Agricultural and Normal University, which is now called Langston University in Langston, Oklahoma. Was she, the word normal in there? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Uh, she dropped out after only one semester because she could no longer afford it. Okay. Even back then, college was super expensive, and I'm pretty sure they weren't just handing out scholarships. Yeah. 
So, at age of 23, she went to live with some of her brothers in Chicago. Now, she had a lot of them, so she had, you know, a couple to choose from. (laughs) She chose Chicago. She went to the Burnham School of Beauty and Culture in 1915 to become a manicurist in a local barbershop. Now, all this time, her brothers are serving in World War I, and they they become pilots. Uh, and she, whenever they come back, she's hearing stories about their time in France and like families do, like brothers do, they're giving her a hard time because they're saying, oh man, you wouldn't believe it. Uh, you know, I know you want to fly, but in France they let women fly and it plants the seed of this idea in her head. So she figures out how to get over to France and go to flight school. She was helped by this, uh, African-American newspaper publisher, Robert Abbott, uh, who helped her write, get, get in. Um, he helped her get French lessons because you had to do your application in French. Like, there were a lot of barriers to her yeah. getting over there in the first place. She finally gets accepted at the Codron Brothers School of Aviation in, I don't even know how to say that, Le Croix, Cro- France. She received her international pilot's license on June 15th, 1921, from the Federación Aeronautique Internacional, and that was definitely a Spanish accent for a French word. <laughs> uh, I apologize, Robin. Uh-huh. Coleman's dream was to own her own plane and open her own flight. Now, she immediately gets into, like, the aeronautical circuit, doing yeah. tricks and stunt flying. She's famous for loop-the-loops and figure eights and those types of things. Now, within two years of starting this, she has her first crash. Okay. <laughs> she breaks her leg. She bruises her ribs. She cuts her face up. It's bad. Yeah. But do you think, do you think that stops her? I would assume it does. But knowing that she's a Texas badass, I'm guessing she was flying her plane the next day, dude. So this incredible woman is not going to be deterred by something as paltry as a plane crash. Yeah. Her nickname was Brave Bessie. Brave Bessie. Her nickname was Queen Bess. What, you think a couple of cracked ribs are going to slow her down? Not even for a second. (laughs) She gets right back up on that air horse and starts doing the thing again. So within, you know, whatever time frame, she's back Mm -hmm. to flying, making money, touring the country. She gets really famous in Europe and the U.S., and she gets to this point where she's going to perform for a huge crowd, bigger than she's ever performed for before. And the owners want to have separate entrances for black people and white yeah. people. And she won't do it unless they consolidate that into one entrance. And mm-hmm. they go back and forth and back and forth and back and forth. And finally, they relent because she's Brave Bessie. Yeah. And she becomes famous for not, uh, you know, not backing down. For yeah. Well, she would release. only perform in front of desegregated crowds, right? Mm-hmm. She would only perform in front of desegregated crowds. Wow. And just an amazing person. Mm-hmm. So she's on her way to, you know, saving money to open her own flight school and all these things. And tragedy strikes. Yeah. Um, she goes up on this test flight with a mechanic. A loose wrench gets caught in an engine. Mm. The, the plane flips over. Yeah. And at that point in time, the cockpits were not covered. They were open. And unfortunately, Bessie was not wearing her seatbelt that day. She falls out, unfortunately, to her death and is followed very closely by the mechanic who crash lands the plane next to her, which is the end of, of the Bessie Coleman story, but not the Bessie Coleman legacy. Mm-hmm. She is, without a doubt, a true Texas badass. True human badass. Never rest through and through. Truly. And I, I, I just think it's awesome just pointing out she was for desegregation and fighting for it, flying for it mm-hmm. in the 20s. And she was still a long, we were a long way from yeah. 
that even being remotely acceptable behavior, especially on the part of a yeah. female, especially on the part of a black female, mm-hmm. especially part on the part of a Native American, African American mm-hmm. female. And I truly believe there are lesser men who would completely back away from any sort of challenge to yeah. do something like that. I, absolutely. Historically, that's been proven true. Yeah. I, she is above uh, most of us mortals. She truly is. Queen Bessie, Bad A Bessie, Brave Bessie, we salute you. You are our Texas Badass of the Week. All right, y'all. It's time for me to burp away from the microphone <laughs> and get to our interview. Today's interview with Devin Laughlin, the owner and founder of Never Rest Coffee Company, sponsor of the Texas sponsor. Podcast. Actual sponsor. Actual sponsor. Go give them a follow on Instagram. Check out their website, neverrest.com. Go check out uh, their coffees. Get an order in. You can either use discount code TexIsh, mm-hmm. discount code Gunner Rogers, or discount code Seth Rogers. Go Absolutely. put those in 10% off of your coffee order. It's delicious. It's nutritious. It's all of the ishes. Without further ado, Devin Laughlin. Welcome to the interview section of your friendly neighborhood podcast, Tex-ish, the show about some things Texas. And some things not. We have an interview today that we've been meaning to do for quite a while now, have just had very busy schedules between the three of us, but it's somebody that we met here at the gym, Squatch Frontier Fitness. When we first started working out here, he was pursuing his goal of finishing an Ironman, Got to talk to him a little bit, come to find out he also had started his own coffee company pretty recently and have been trying to coordinate having him on the show to talk about all things coffee, all things entrepreneurship, and just shoot the breeze a little bit. So Devin, thank you for being here. Devin Laughlin, founder of Never Rest Coffee Company, Never Stop Never Resting. Thank you so much for taking the time to be on the show today, dude. dude thank you for having me on. Yeah. I'm excited to be on. I love the show. Thank you. He is he is a friend of the show, which we do Absolutely. appreciate. Uh, well, yeah, dude, uh, there's a lot to get to. We want to talk about the coffee company for mm-hmm. sure, Absolutely. but let's back um, up a little bit. Right. Wichita Falls, Texas. Wichita Falls, Texas. That is not a place where I would expect somebody who moved to Austin to start a coffee company to be from, so upbringing like what kind of home did you grow up in what was it like growing up in wichita falls texas before yeah. you came to austin so i grew up in a military family okay um, been all over the world but that's why your posture is so good there it yeah, is yeah. I was, you know <laughs> drill sergeant dad um yeah i was born in wichita falls okay on an air force base and then almost immediately left nice um it just happened by chance that we actually came back to wichita falls when i was like 10 Okay. okay. So most of my life, I've been in different parts of Texas, and uh, I'm a Texan at heart. So we'll take it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, it's home. It's been home. It's been my favorite spot. Um, like I said, I've been all over the world, which was great. Like I got a stern upbringing in some ways, but yeah. I got to see the world, so that was great. Heck Do you yeah. find that the the stern upbringing has served you well? I think so. Yeah. In I what ways? So. Um, I mean, like. Being in the military, I can't, I can't speak from experience, but mm-hmm. the people that I know that are in the military have a very um, structured way of doing things. Yeah. And having that structure was great. 
because I can go back to it. Yeah. Like, going off to college and not having that, a lot of stuff fell apart. <laughs> but having, been, like, been in a military family, I can go back and say, okay, like, these are the ways that have worked in the past. Mm-hmm. Um, from my dad having to be structured and all that stuff. And then I can go back to those ways. So For sure. Definitely helpful. And once you got to college, did it fall apart just partially out of you were brought up in that and it was a little the freedom that you finally got to make your own choices once you got to college was it sort of like I want to ditch this because this sucks and I'm tired of doing it this way or did it just kind of like how, how, over time. yeah just over time did it erode just what was that process like? I think it was a little bit of both because like yeah. you said coming from Wichita Falls like I mean we're like the biggest town mm-hmm. in 150 miles of yeah. straight farmland yeah. Oh, yeah yeah and then you come to Austin and it's like <clears throat> Even just aside from partying and whatever, mm-hmm. like you can go a hundred feet and find something completely new to do yeah. that you've never done before. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, I mean, I spent more time off campus when I was <laughs> at UT than yeah. I did like in class. Same, which was easily, yeah. easily the same. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so. I think the difference, like you also though were an athlete. Like you were, you weren't just going to class. You were also involved in like some practice type right. stuff and in those types of rules. What was that like? So I ran track all the way through high school, Mm -hmm. um, played football and did some other stuff, and then wanted to go to UT and run as a decathlete. Mm -hmm. It was the only school that I really wanted to go to that I didn't have a scholarship of any type for. Sure. And got hurt right before going. Are you serious? Yeah. So going in, my plan was like, I'm going to be a Mm walk-on, I'm going to go in, I'm going to just try to make my way. Um, And Wolf Maller, which is kind of a good friend now, who made his way to the Olympics and stuff like that, ended up being the uh, a guy that I competed with on and off, also mm-hmm. a Texas native from nice. Temple. Okay. Um, he got the scholarship spot for the decathlon. So okay. I was like, man, like, he's an amazing athlete. I don't know if I'm going to go back. Still wanted to go to UT. So I actually didn't compete for the first two years. Okay. Okay. Um, but I was like, I don't know if I want to be in college. I'm going to look at doing some other things. Um, and they were all still like very fitness demanding mm-hmm. sure um so i was still training like i was an athlete when i probably should have been going to school <laughs> but, uh, yeah i mean it, it, like i've always needed that fitness component yeah. sure to stay focused mm-hmm. um and we were still training probably three or four hours a day Dang. it's interesting because you mentioned that um some of that discipline kind of went away but you always have had that physical discipline so like even though you could walk down the street in austin and get a tattoo throw an axe and learn how to brew your own beer yep like you're still <laughs> grinding it out in the gym so what what about that was attractive enough that you never left it uh i think it's my drug of choice yeah, yeah. i think um yeah i don't i don't know how to put it into words but I, I've realized that no matter how bad I try to change it, mm-hmm. <clears throat> that's like my anchor. That's sure. my cornerstone. Yeah. Um, and it's like, if I don't do something in the morning, unless it's just one of those days where like, I know I'm going to hit the gym and I'm mm-hmm. purposely not doing something, then I have a bad day. Yeah. yeah. Like I'm just kind of a, you know, Gun kind of flashy. Yeah. 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 <laughs> you know? A little pent um, up. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So it's more like, I know I need it mm-hmm. than... I enjoy it. Sure. I'm like, there's like a lot of other things I'd rather do than work out sometimes. Yeah. But, oh, for sure. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. Well, it's, I mean, working out is one of those things where it, just as you just said, it's not that you always enjoy it, but you always need it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so, um, I totally lost my track of thought. What question are you? <laughs> well, I, I was going to ask, like, I know this is a little bit bouncy, but so 
if that is such a cornerstone in your life, and obviously <clears throat> you've you've started a, a coffee company, which we're going to get to, what does a day in Devin's life look like? Yeah. Um, so it's changed a little bit mm-hmm. recently. Because like, you finished a full Ironman. Yeah. Recently. <laughs> Congrats, by the Congrats, way. Congrats, yeah. Yeah, that's, that's changed, but I'm already replacing that with something else ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I mean, going full-time into a business, which is something I've wanted to do for a while, um, it goes back to that structure, right? Like yeah, trying yeah. to maintain a structured day and find what you can efficiently produce mm-hmm. that will have the largest ROI for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All that being said, it's just like I try to refine my day every day to make sure that I'm producing something that will actually yeah. help me pay my bills and build a business. Okay. It still starts with wake up early. The first time my alarm goes off and I put my phone like way away from my bed. So I yep, have to go sure. get it. I do the exact same thing. Yep. It's such a good move. Um, and it's the only way I'll get up. Like yeah. if I'm on vacation and it's by my bed, I hit snooze for sure. Yeah. So mm-hmm. get up first alarm. I do athletic greens in the morning. Make a coffee. AG1. Yeah. Shouts out. It's great, man. It's great <laughs> stuff. Um, and then, like, I've tried. To, sometimes I cannot do this, but I always have coffee first thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Care what anybody says about how bad it is. <laughs> Water, athletic greens, coffee, start my day. Right. Most Water, athletic greens, coffee, crap my pants, start my day. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> right. Stay home. Um, yeah, I've got a tushy. Like, oh, nice. man. Great, man. That yeah. might be my Christmas gift to myself this year. Right? Um, They're worth it, man. Some I'm people really are thinking, skeptical. What, what made you pull oh, the I'm trigger on it? Because I've been, I've been hesitant. But I had it for a while. There's a lot of hair down there, so I think it'd be useful. Yeah. Like, what? Please give us the review really Jiu-jitsu. quick. Jiu-jitsu. So okay. that morning routine, mm-hmm. like you said, hit the coffee. It's like 5 o'clock in the morning. You've got to get out of the house by 5.30. Mm-hmm. Do the coffee hit the bathroom, and then go straight to jiu-jitsu. You don't want to be smelling like... Yeah, you know, just absolutely. That's true. Yeah, yeah. that's Fair. true. Yeah. So that's that was the big thing. And then, I mean, yeah, just like after that, the same thing. Go run, go work out. You have to worry about showering. Yeah. Uh, Dude, I, I found that, like, using some type of bidet or whatever, like, I can't go back to toilet paper. It, it yeah. just yeah. it's uh, or my, even just My using, butt is ruined. Yeah. Even just using wet wipes for a, sure, short, for period a short period of time, period, you just yeah. don't want to use toilet paper ever it's again. Not the same. Right. It's the worst. It's not. And we lived in Italy for a long time, so oh, it was a really normal thing yeah. growing up. Nice. Absolutely. Well, yeah, where all did you live before, again, before college, before yep. you get to Austin? Where else did you call home? Um, Italy, Germany, and New Mexico. Okay. okay. Arizona, New Mexico was the sure. best spot. I'm sure. Right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's where my family's from. Oh, wow. Okay, yeah. Okay. So they're Texans at heart now, too. Oh, They've nice. adopted Texas. We'll nice. take them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, we'll It's okay. We'll, we'll give them big we'll hugs. Yeah. It's fine. So I'm a, I'm a first-generation native. Texas. Yeah. Nice. But, uh, yeah. Yeah, the whole family's here in Texas. They just grew up in New Mexico. Okay. Yeah. All right. Nice. Fair. And do you did you keep any of the language? I know you moved back when you were uh, very young, but I did not. Okay. But I so I minored in Arabic and Spanish. Arabic. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Cool. I love language. I think because growing up speaking different languages, yeah. learned mm-hmm. a little bit of German. Okay. Italian was a, like a class. Like you go to English class, you go to math class, you go to Italian. Mm-hmm. That was a super normal thing. Um, so I think that helped, but I don't speak any Italian. Okay. Okay. Fair. Yeah. Italian. Pasta. Do you speak any Arabic? <laughs> I do, okay. but okay. I haven't used it since I graduated. Okay. So, yeah. Hit us with a may I have a cup of coffee. Um, I could just say, like, bidi which is I want coffee. Okay. Yeah. Okay, yeah. I want coffee. Bidi 
I feel like it's probably yeah. useful to know how to say I want coffee in any language. That was the first thing. Uh, I yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, okay, we're talking about a lot. We might as well talk yeah. about it, like, and, and get the whole story. I love coffee. You love coffee. Love coffee. How much do you love coffee to a start lot. your own business? <laughs> a lot. Yeah, yeah. I, I love coffee. Um, how did you know that was going to be the thing? Uh, honestly, I needed. Um, Gunnar and I were just talking about this. Mm-hmm. Like, I needed a product. That I could just in the, in my head make something tangible for the business. Yeah. Um, and I was like, I'm drinking so much coffee. I love coffee. I kind of roasted my own coffee at home every little bit. Mm-hmm. It's like I'm spending all this money when I could at least be like buying my own coffee. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> yeah. So I mean, like the idea of just traveling to different farms around the world and like being able to experiment with it and make your own roasts and and then share it. Like it's almost like owning a vineyard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you drink a lot of wine, why not For sure. you have the ability to start your own vineyard? Yeah. So. Well, and so many people don't realize because coffee is very, very popular. I don't think people realize how much like science and how much like the, the wine process, like the winemaking process, making coffee is too. Yeah. Like making a good cup of coffee in the morning is a lot like making a barrel of very nice wine. So it's interesting that you sort of picked up on that. Yeah. Like, at what point along the journey did this come into view? Were you just, was this in college and you knew you wanted to start your own thing? Or was it the typical, started your first job out of college, I hate this, I want to do my own thing, start the coffee company? Like, when did it become more yeah. of an option? So I went to school and got a biology degree. Mm-hmm. I wanted to go to medical school. Okay. Um, and, uh, like, in my head, I had this this path that I was going to follow and go into sports medicine and open my own practice. Like okay. that was kind of always the idea. So you're gonna... a nerd. <laughs> I'd say I did well. But yeah. I mean, I like, I love, um, medicine. I have a human biology degree. Okay. I love biology and physiology and things like that. Um, so the idea was no matter what I did, I was going to have my own practice or business yeah. or whatever. Um, and then after graduating, I was, like waiting on a job somewhere and fell into another job doing data analytics basically. Okay. Um, so it was kind of just to pay the bills. I never really like yeah. had a job I was personal training and then I did this thing. And mm-hmm. then after doing that for a few years, it was supposed to be six months. I was like, I've got to move on. Like sure. I've got to move into this. So yeah. the never rest brand was around for probably two years. Okay. Just as like a sticky note. Mm-hmm. Okay. On the mirror, and people picked up on it. I was like, "This is what I'm going to run with." Okay. Okay. Where? How? So, the way you just said that, I didn't know this. The Neverest brand was around for a few years. Exactly. So this started as a brand, not a coffee company. This started as a sticky note on <laughs> okay. my mirror. Gotcha. Because um, I'm I'm a pretty lazy person, honestly. <laughs> okay. Yeah, and I'm not afraid sure. of admitting that. Skeptical hippo eyes, but, like but okay. <laughs> you swam 2.4 miles, rode your bike 156 yeah. miles? 112. 112 right. miles and ran a marathon. Right, right. Sounds real lazy, dude. Right. A How few weeks you? ago. Yeah, really you lazy. Couch potato. Yeah, I mean, it's really easy to, like, I brought fitness back into my life and did that okay. after not doing it for, like, three years. Okay. okay. You know what I mean? So, okay. Um, I think everybody's got tendencies, yeah. and mine is to, like a lot of other people, like sit on the couch and watch movies. Sure. Um, it's very fun. Yeah. So, which is fine, but like I feel there are things like the Iron Man that I want to do and start a business and whatever else. So, that sticking note 
was like, don't lose focus. I had yeah. another business I was working on. Okay. Like, keep working out, doing all these other things, and then yeah. people just caught on. Okay. Um, so the first thing we sold was a few t-shirts, and then sure, gotcha. Pushed it from there. Okay. okay. And so, like those first t-shirts, were those just family and friends? Yeah. Personal training clients, just sort of a fun little. Oh, yep. this is cool. Did you have plans for it to turn into something else, or was it just like this is fun? Yeah, I don't remember honestly. <laughs> um, I didn't, which is why I think yeah. it took so long to like do coffee. Yeah. Um, I started another business right out of college and wanted that to take off. Okay. <clears throat> so I didn't really have plans for it. And then I like tried to split time between a full-time job and the first business sure. and this business and it got overloaded. Yeah. For sure. What was the first business? Uh, if you've ever heard of Afterpay or Klarna, it's yeah. like a buy now, pay later type of service. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we were doing that for music festivals and concerts. Okay. Okay. Um, so we got some really big clients and then COVID hit and... Kind of and just, just completely, yeah. completely yeah. wiped yeah. out. Ouch. Yeah. Man, Ouch. that's a bummer. So, I mean, like, this has been around in some form right. for a yeah. very long time. Um, my best friend in college and I started, like, a UT bodybuilding club mm-hmm. and stuff like that. So this kind of evolved into what it is. Yeah. Okay. And it's what I really enjoy doing. Okay. Yeah. So. Because of the coffee piece or because of the brand piece? Like which, the brand. The brand. And right. so talk a little bit about the brand Never Rest. Because, I mean, on, on its face, it's it's got a pretty strong ethos already, like don't rest. But what does that mean to you? Yeah. Um, so like I said, it was a sticky note. It was like mm-hmm. a message to myself. Note um, to self. Note right. to self. <laughs> yeah. And uh, grew up in a military family. Like I've always been very military oriented. Mm-hmm. Um, looked at like maybe I'll join special operations and never quit is like one of the yeah. yeah, the special operations community. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so just like being around those guys and I mean, even people like you guys were, you're constantly doing something new and building something. Mostly just hands. Yeah, the podcast, <laughs> like whatever, right? Yeah. You're trailblazing. Um, <clears throat> so it's, it was that mentality mm-hmm. and then neverquit.com was taken. So oh, <coughs> how dare they? I know. Is it even a good site or does it exist? Don't, have you looked I don't it up? Even remember. Okay. We'll think, look it up. We'll look it up. Absolutely. I think it's like a, a former Navy SEAL or something that I'm started sure. a fitness company. Well, what does okay. he know? Come on. I mean, yeah. What does Navy SEALs know about fitness? Yeah, I feel about coffee. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So, but yeah, I mean, this, you know, became Never Rest. And yeah. uh, I almost think that's funnier because I'll get like pictures from people taking naps wearing the mm-hmm. gear. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Steve's <laughs> But yeah, I mean, it, you know, it was a, a little bit of play on words, but it also right. stuck. It's slightly yeah. different. So yeah. yeah, heck yeah. And have you? Has it been interesting trying to do coffee under this kind of brand? Because, especially in a city like Austin, it almost feel like coffee, especially especially specialty coffee, is reserved for the geometrically cool tattoo. There's fake a very glasses. specific crowd. There's yeah. a crowd of people that seem to gather around mm-hmm. coffee. And it almost excludes the fitness community. So has it been hard or has it felt funky in some ways to try and like penetrate that market? Or has, have you been able to find like a, a whole other community that wants a good cup of coffee? I think you, you kind of nailed it. Like the yeah. fitness community has mm-hmm. got a fairly big gap. Yeah. Um, the military community has a huge brand. Sure. Yeah. Black Rifle. Yeah. Um, and uh, so I'm kind of like filling that gap using Black Rifle type marketing yeah. and whatever right. else. Um, but you don't feel like you have to be in the military to enjoy Cup and Everest. Right. Yeah. Exactly. But yeah, I mean, we get guys like our buddies that yeah. have gotten out and yeah. they're, they're 
kind of hardcore, and so that's what they like. So we get mm-hmm. a little mix of both. A little mix, yeah. yeah. Um, but I get to do what I enjoy, mm-hmm. go explore and do stuff like Ironman races and whatever. Yeah. Um, and then I also get to take it as far as I want into that specialty realm where it's like, yeah. do you want to pay $10 for a cup of coffee? If so, we can do that. And yeah. if you want like our basic stuff, which is still specialty and premium, yeah, you can get a good cup of coffee for a normal price. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Heck yeah. I love. And what, what, once you dove into the coffee side of things, like taking this from a brand with some t-shirts to this is a coffee, it's a brand, but here's the coffee piece yeah. of it. We're going to sell coffee. What was the hardest part about teaching yourself how to run a coffee business? I think I'm still learning, man. <laughs> um, like, running a... I have a biology degree, so yeah. running a business is <clears throat> totally different than, just like, studying biology. Sure. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm still learning. I think it comes down to just grit, like anything yeah. else, like mm-hmm. you guys with the podcast. Um, how much can you create a community and organically get in front of people mm-hmm. without wasting money. Yeah. So working a job was really easy because I could, you know, take a really well-paying job and just funnel, funnel it yeah. all into stuff. But there was really no return on any of that. Yeah. So, like, pretending you have nothing and building something from that has mm-hmm. been a big thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, just like fitness, you just got to sit still and do it instead of like, <laughs> yeah. lift and run and whatever else. Yeah. Like you're, you're in that phase right now where you're having to figure out how to like, how to keep costs low and buy in as high as possible. Right. 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 Yeah. So what I'm, I'm asking just from the entrepreneurial side too, just what, what is something you're seeing that's working right now and what's something that's just whiffed completely? Uh, so paid ads were terrible. Gotcha. Interesting. <laughs> yeah. Paid ads okay. were terrible because like you said, coffee is so saturated. Yeah. Um, when you take a commodity and this was a good lesson when you commoditize something versus like create an offer around, uh, I'm losing the word, but you've got mm-hmm. a commodity. You sell that at the lowest price. Right. Yeah. Right. Who can get to the bottom first and then just kind of leave it at that. Mm-hmm. But you've got to have a large scale for that. Mm-hmm. Whereas if you create a brand or something, a service, whatever, um, it's kind of a package of things. You're creating a community, mm-hmm. and they'll buy into whatever you're doing because they're yeah. related. You're selling a virtue, not, right. not a thing. Yeah. Right. So yeah. this will always be a brand that could mm-hmm. be fitness. It could be an app. It could be mm-hmm. supplements. It could be whatever. Um, I love coffee and have a passion for it, so that's what sure. it is. Yeah. But it's really selling, like, myself... Yeah. And the brand that people will follow, which is yeah. themselves ultimately doing yeah. stuff that will that self actualization right. thing. Yeah. So I'm I'm curious about one thing. You were mentioning that you about six months ago quit your job to mm-hmm. do this full time. Yeah. What was it like to take that leap? Um, it's been stressful. Sure. Really stressful, as far as financially. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was one of the biggest weights off my shoulders ever. Yeah. And it's not something I would recommend. Sure. And, like, I wouldn't go back and not do it. Yeah. Um, but I think, especially like, training for an Ironman full-time. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's, I do want to yeah, like, testify really quick to, you quit your high-paying job, mm-hmm. didn't slow down on the building the coffee business, building buzz around the brand itself. And sticking to the Ironman training, even in the midst of injury, too. I know that there was yeah. some pain yeah, was along the way, too. So kudos to that in general. Like, you cross the finish line. The company is growing even a little bit every day. Yeah. So 
like you have a lot more grit than a lot of, a lot of lesser men for well, sure and I just you. want to affirm that like, I don't know that it makes it smart though yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'll no, take grit over that. intelligence any day maybe we'll see yeah it's not paying the bills yet but not yet it's getting there <laughs> it, but I mean even that alone does that drive you in a way as far as getting it to the point that it pays the bills or pays the bills and funds the like next arm of the brand Definitely. so to speak that's the goal, right? Like, I mean, it'd be nice to make money, but I think you put it really well. I want to be able to just live the lifestyle that I want to live and, yeah. and pay the bills with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so, like, I had a really high-paying job, and it was yeah. great. Like, I could go travel and do stuff like that, but it was all, it turned into the, <clears throat> like, make as much money as you can doing nothing but working and then blow it all trying to like right. stress and it's do like recoup fun. the the fun you missed right. out on yeah so doing this has allowed me to do stuff like the iron man mm-hmm. and put it out there for people and say like hey i'm just a regular dude doing what i want to do building a business and mm-hmm. yeah like pushing myself so you can do it too yeah um yeah it's yeah. been great where do you think that entrepreneurial spirit comes from uh because you mentioned like this is not the first business you've started Right, you've yeah. got uh, little instances of starting things along the way. So, what what fuels you to do that? Um, I don't like being told what to do, <laughs> dude. <laughs> and on, that's problem. a thing. Yeah. That is a thing. Um, uh, which is funny because there's that discipline thing as well. So, like at one point, there was there was something that was beyond you know above you, whether it's your dad or whatever. That's like this is discipline, and you listened. Right. So, what do you think that little flip? Like, when does that switch flip? Is it just like, well, I don't respect you because you weren't as disciplined as I am? Or is it a, no, I know better than you? No, I know better than you in terms of, like, working a job. Yeah, like working right? a job, yeah. Um, I think no matter what, like, you need discipline, and sometimes mm-hmm. that comes in the form of a coach. Sure. Yeah. Like, you go to a coach, and it doesn't matter how much you know, elite athletes have coaches to yeah. say, here's where you're messing up, here's mm-hmm. where you need to do better, you're not giving it your all get yeah. your stuff together, right? Like, that's important to have. So I think that's kind of where you check your ego. Mm-hmm. Sure. Um, but, like, working in the couple companies that I've worked in since college, it's just part of being an employee. Like, it's, right. you're fulfilling somebody else's mission. Yeah. Um, and filling their pockets. Filling their pockets while right. doing it, which but is the trade-off for security. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And there's nothing wrong with that. No, absolutely It's just not. not what I wanted to do. So. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, it's like, if I can build my own thing at my own pace and not be wasting time, mm-hmm. then I'm happy. Yeah. It's really the time wasting thing. I've wasted a lot of time and got paid a lot of money to do it. <laughs> the last company. You know? Fair enough, man. Yeah. Well, I mean, and that you kind of proved the point of money definitely does not buy you happiness, right? Right. You were working a high paying job sure. and the whole time dreaming about this business you're trying you. to start right. you were dreaming yeah. about an expense at the end of the day right. like it's not like you were dreaming about the entrepreneurial working from a beach making money in the mailbox thing like right. you're thinking about pouring more resources into a thing that hasn't reached the level of success you wanted to yet which is capitalism right that's exactly yeah i think is, that's man. true and yeah. so two questions one realistic one let's go to dreamland in the next year to two years, where do you realistically see Never Rest, the brand, and Never Rest Coffee being? Like, from the following standpoint, from the product offering standpoint. Yeah. 
Other than being a sponsor of the Texas podcast, right, uh, discount code 10% <laughs> Texas pod. Yep. I mean, you have to be successful because you have to make us wealthy. Yes, so exactly. That's the goal, No pressure. Man. Our success is riding on you. You'll you know? always have coffee. <laughs> around, you'll always have coffee. Um, yeah, man, I think I, I don't know if I'm just not competitive enough mm-hmm. to say I want Never Rest to be a household name. Sure. But if you're an athlete and you're doing something cool i want you to know what never rest is yeah if you're absolutely I guess we can get into documentaries in a minute but yeah. like 14 peaks just came out so good it was awesome so good it was great we watched i got my girlfriend to watch like some documentaries finally nice so we hit free solo and the rescue and Ooh. 14 peaks nice mm-hmm. so if you're doing anything like that like fitness mm-hmm. climbing mountains mm-hmm. doing yoga whatever right okay um I want Never Rest to be a name in those communities. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Um, Heck yeah. Yeah, I think it's a pretty ambitious goal. Absolutely. If we can get some coffee to athletes, like... I mean, that's... I I think it's, you know, you zoom... From out, you zoom in. That's every day, just... When you never know where that goes, you look at something like Red Bull, which was just like, hey, extreme athletes that we want to fuel you. And, you know, now Red Bull's in every truck stop around the nation. So you you don't know where that goes. They're a beverage company that owns race cars. Not that you have to go that direction, but, like, that's, you never know where focusing on something will take you. Exactly. And where, where does, what does something cool mean to you? Like, when you say, when people do something cool, I want them to think of Never Rest. Just, for Devin, what is something cool? I mean, I think, like, no matter what it is, everybody's got a different level. Mm Yes. I did my Ironman Mm -hmm. in just under 12 hours, and the guy that won broke the world record. Right. (laughs) In almost half the time. I saw that. That was amazing. Which is just atrocious, by the way. Yeah, it was ridiculous. And we met him later that night playing ping pong. I saw that picture. It was cool. (laughs) Um, So, I mean, like, probably wasn't cool for him that I finished but it was cool for me and then the timer cuts off at 17 hours and somebody crossed at 16.59 right really cool for them right Mm -hmm. um losing 20 pounds for somebody that's 400 pounds that's pretty cool and yeah Yeah. um and I I just think varying degrees like 14 peaks was awesome but that's a world record type thing yeah um and then just getting off the couch to live a better life still cool Yeah. yeah you're still pushing yourself you're not sitting on the couch resting on your right. arse. But yeah. <laughs> you can cuss on the podcast, just by the way. Okay. <laughs> I mean, our mom won't like it. Our mom won't like it, but it's not your mom. That's so. true. Well, I don't know she, how you're she didn't, mind, she didn't mind if you, she minds if we curse. Yes, but, yeah. exactly. Okay. I'll keep you in check. Thanks. Love you, mom. I appreciate it. <laughs> um, and then now, say we're five years down the road and everything has worked out complete. Just you haven't missed. Where is Never Rest? Like, what would be just the dream state of Never Rest? Yeah, I think um, trying to stay laser focused, I don't want to say we would have all these different things, but yeah. there are a few products that I'd like to release. Yeah. Um, and just, just really having the community. Like I yeah. said, I think not only the biggest thing I've learned, but the most important thing to building a brand or a company is having a community. Yeah. Um, and so trying to figure out how to build that community aspect, Yeah. whether it's having events or yeah. having apps for people to use. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and then just building products around those. And we've yeah. got, you know, all the way from other coffees available to, like, ready-to-drink items and maybe some supplements and clothing and sure. things like that. Yeah. Yeah. We got, we got, we got another one right now. You, you will be go. seeing these on pretty much every show from here on out. Every single show and every time I take a nap. I'll, I'll go on, This one's for free. When you gather people in big settings, it can be Neverfest. There you go. Uh, hey, man. So that one's for you. 
Um, <laughs> we'll have you guys commentate. Yes. Oh, absolutely. Uh, we'll, we'll do it. For real. We, 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 for real, anything you guys host, we will We absolutely. will happily help plug anything. Um, the When you think of other products, do those products stay in the caffeinated space, so to speak, as far as giving energy to go do cool things? Or can you see Never Rest going other directions with supplements? Or would it sort of stay in the performative get up, get after it sure. I think realm. both. Yeah. Um, I'm not, I mean, I'm not going to stop drinking caffeine. Anytime <laughs> soon. Yeah. Um, but there's also a, a large group, especially in the fitness community of people that don't like, I don't do pre-workout. Yeah. Right. I do coffee. Um, Dude, pre-work- pre-workout makes me sick. Yeah. It, it makes me legitimately feel awful. Yeah. So thank you for making coffee. <laughs> yeah. It's uh, it's my pre-workout, yeah. you know, yeah. just a cup of coffee. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I've had some great lifting sessions on some bangs and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, but also, like, almost had heart attacks at the same sure. time. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So it's the price you pay. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but, I mean, that being said, like, I would like to offer both things like that for people that like it, mostly in the bodybuilding space. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I won't replace athletic greens in any way, but things sure. that are more just, like, actually give you energy. Yeah. Sure. Like just caffeine's like energy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. saying. Exactly. So okay, I think it'll sense. always fit into that yeah. energy space. Right. Um, but, yeah. And I, I like, yet. I really, I dig your ethos. I'm, I just slapped the uh, Get Shit Done sticker on my laptop. I'm, I'm it's super now excited. It's water, water bottle. Never rest, get uh, shit done. So, you, I mean, you have, like, a whole... You've got a very clear direction with your brand. You have a very clear messaging, which I, I absolutely love. Who are people that you look to or books you've read that have helped you, like, hone and craft who you are and where you're going with this? Um, like... I really appreciate you guys because being able to, <laughs> to talk. Thanks, man. I really do. <laughs> yeah, of course. Um, this is the first podcast I've done since college. Okay. Really? Yeah. Nice. And uh, Thanks for coming on. Thank dude. you so much, <laughs> man. Yeah. Um, like being able to talk and, and be in front of people, I think helps me solidify who I am mm-hmm. because it's hard when you're on your own to kind of figure that out. Yeah. yeah. Um, so like putting myself out there has made that better. Mm-hmm. Um, I just started vlogging a lot. Yeah, okay, I, I yeah. want to make that a pretty big thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and then as far as people, like, my dad was always like, let's get it done. Let's go. Like, <laughs> sure, I remember yeah. I ran track all the way through college. Mm-hmm. was one of the, the fastest people around. I was a sprinter. Yeah, my nice. dad would get so mad oh, because sure. walking was... Oh, was it's too slow. Oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was, I, was, I was so slow walking around. So he was like, let's go. we got to get it done. we got to get it done. Like, faster, stop wasting faster. time. Yeah. Focus. That's why you're so fast. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So the get shit done kind of came from him. Okay. Um, and then just like generally, if you want to be an entrepreneur and build businesses and things like that, the idea is that you're efficient, mm-hmm. right? Go in, get the most effective thing you can done that day, yeah. and then yeah. like enjoy whatever you want to enjoy in your life that you're building this business for. Yeah. Okay. Um, and then is like other people that have influenced me, mainstream people like David mm-hmm. Goggins. Mm-hmm. Sure. Um, Can't Hurt Me is officially the number one best-selling independent book of all time. Just mm-hmm. found that Did out. Did you help market that book? I did not help market that book, but book number two is coming down the pike. Okay. That's awesome. Okay, yeah, yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Can you talk about that or no? I, I, I really, I don't have a lot of information to share other than a second book mm-hmm. <clears throat> is in the works. I right. d- so today at work, we did just side note. Right. 
can't uh, can't hurt me. Celebrated his third year anniversary. It's the number one best selling independent book of all time. Okay. And David Goggins posted a picture holding him, and he's not smiling. So I made a meme of it where it just says "Can't impress me." Book number two coming. <laughs> and I didn't share it with anybody because I was afraid to. to. Get, yeah. <laughs> Freddie might come but, after yeah, you. Right. No, David Goggins is definitely the antithesis yeah. of never resting and yeah. getting shit done, for sure. Can't yeah. hurt me, too. Still invincible. Yep. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, what, and what about on the like the marketing side and the branding side? Are there mm-hmm. any accounts you follow or people you look to as sort of, as at least guideposts as far as if I'm going to be successful on the branding side, I should sure. do something like this. Like a Gary Vee or anything like Definitely. that. Definitely. So, yeah, I mean, I think like Goggins, Gary Vee, and if sure. so, like, those are pretty household names yeah. in the yeah. entrepreneurial space. Um, there's a couple guys here in Austin mm-hmm. um, that I kind of benchmark my stuff on. Okay. Um, David De Las Morenas. He runs a channel called How to yeah. Beast. Yeah, I remember David. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, from YouTube days. Yeah. So he's built an awesome channel. Yeah. Um, I mean, I've got friends like, like I said, a lot of people, for whatever reason, just growing up in a military town. Mm-hmm. A lot of my good friends are military. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, lean towards special operations. So I had some experiences where I could go train with them. Sure. Like meet their cadres and instructors and just do some of the the cool things that they've done so yeah. they've always been high on my pedestal Heck you yeah know? let's go um names that you'll probably never hear or know mm-hmm. um sure. and then people like russell brunson yeah um on the business side yeah from click funnels yeah, yeah. click funnels um i had the guy who hired me basically at my last job mm-hmm. one of the most charismatic people i've ever met yeah kind of like kennedy like people like that. Sure, he, just, yeah. he just owns his space. <laughs> um, so yeah, like local people that yeah. have, have been like mentors for you. Exactly. Yeah. That's awesome, man. That's awesome. Uh-huh. And I have a few business related questions left, but I'm just going to go on hard pivot really quick. You jump out of airplanes semi frequently. Yes. As often as I can. Nice. When did the skydiving stuff come into play? <laughs> Dude, I have a whole list of like bucket list items that <laughs> I kind of want to check off and, yeah. and do frequently. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so I haven't done any scuba diving yet. Okay. I've done some free diving, but that's one of those things. And then I've wanted to jump out of a plane since I was like, as long as I can remember. Yeah. Okay. So I've got 250-ish skydives. Wow. Dude. Yeah. And so at this point, like, you're certified. Yeah. Yeah. So 25 in, you mm-hmm. get your license. Okay. And then you can jump on your own. I've done two, and it's, it is... <laughs> you're uh, so far behind. I'm so far behind. <laughs> I've yeah, you know, I'm, I'm catching up. Hey man, I just love the, Dude, the you presented that as two. well. I've done two, so we are so about we're like to the talk same. Shop. Like we're the same <laughs> in some aspects. We actually are. Yeah. <laughs> I was gonna say, <laughs> even though I've only done two, um, it is the most amazing experience. Um, it is the first time I remember feeling like when people like meditate or like do yoga, they're like, Oh yeah, I just feel like I'm at peace. That's how I felt falling through the air. was like at peace. Yeah. Um, and I, I think the, <laughs> I loved it so much the first time I immediately got another one for the next week. Like the first time they could fit me in, yeah. in, in the schedule. Uh, so was it like that for you? Like your first jump or you like, I need to do this. If I could have done the first one and like started the class and just done it on my own, I would have. Mm-hmm. Okay. I think it was a birthday gift and, my dad and I got to go because his birthday is the day after mine. Yeah. Oh, nice. So we did our first, his last, <laughs> my first and his only skydive yeah. like together on our birthday. That's cool. That's awesome. Um, and then I hit the ground and I was like, Mom, I got to I gotta do this. Like, yeah. I've got to start my license. Yeah, and it's kind awesome. of expensive, so I waited it several is kind years. Of expensive, yeah. 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 
Um, but I mean that like working my job, that was, I wasn't necessarily working out like I am now, but I got my skydiving license and stuff like that. Um, it's a whole nother sport. Yeah. So you said you're behind, like the guys that I started jumping with, Mm -hmm. there are already thousands of skydives in. Yeah. And there's like disciplines within skydiving and then there's different, like you can fly a wingsuit. I was going to ask, are you going to try and like go for your wingsuit or absolutely nice? Yeah. And it's still expensive. Like the business is my number one focus. But getting back into that, like, I just sold my rig, mm-hmm. so I've got to buy a new rig, and I'll sure. get it Never Rest branded, and, you know, yeah. all that. Um, it, I don't like heights, I don't but either. I love skydiving. Yeah, so where same. does the enjoyment of the skydiving come from? You doesn't feel like you're falling. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. I mean, that's, am I, am I wrong? Like, no. at, at, once you Once you jump out, it just feels like the wind is blowing really fast. Right. Because yeah. it is. There, there's like a... The, you hit terminal velocity, right? Yeah, and the physics of jumping out of a moving plane, you're kind of like floating into your fall. Right. That's what's called a hill. So you jump out of the plane, and you don't really fall. You know, mm-hmm. you're kind of moving into moving wind. Right. Um, so it's a little bit more of a lateral move right. than a straight down. Now, if you jump out of an air balloon, mm-hmm. a hot air balloon, or a helicopter, it's like a roller coaster to fall. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Because you're static, right? Mm-hmm. And you're, you're falling off of something. Um, and then once you are under your parachute, you can increase your velocity and actually feel like you're on a roller coaster, right. which I don't like as much. Okay. Yeah, same. <laughs> it, it was it was a little more scary once the shoe got popped, but yeah. yeah. Uh, have you had any close calls or, or just turbulent <coughs> jumps yet, or has it been pretty smooth? Overall, it's been pretty smooth. Okay. My very first jump. So you, you go through a ground course mm-hmm. where they teach you, like, Here's all the ways you can die. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all right, let's get in the plane. Like, they know? basically teach you, here's how to break your leg the least exactly. worst way. Right. Like, right. literally, yeah. <laughs> There's like, a... people have survived falling without parachutes. <laughs> you probably won't, but... Exactly, yeah. I <laughs> you mean, know? you know, so once in a while, somebody will go through and be like, I can't do this. But mm-hmm. most of the time, I think people know. Yeah. So you go through this ground school, and then your first, like, eight jumps are with a coach. Okay. Yeah. Whether there's two holding on to you or and you progress and there's one and then mm. depending on how well you progress. Um, so the very first jump, you get in the plane, go up, and you're wearing a suit that has handles mm-hmm. with an instructor on each side. This is one person holding on to each side of you to keep you level and make sure you're not spinning. Yeah. If your parachute doesn't come out, whatever. And um, I throw my parachute, I'm stiff as a board, <laughs> and the parachute doesn't come out. So I'm like, oh shit. Like, I look at my instructor, like, I'm about to cut away and use my reserve parachute. Um, And she had to, like, yank it out of the bag. Okay. It's a normal thing. That's why you have two. But, uh, yeah, my very first jump, I was like, well, this is a rough start. This is fun. I love love how the phrase is, yeah, it's a normal thing. That's why you have two. Is it really very normal? (laughs) It's a normal thing for your first one to not work. I I mean, it's not necessarily normal because it worked. It was just. Stuck. stuck yeah you know so it's normal for things like that to happen and keep in mind i want to skydive it sounds fun <laughs> right but just this yeah yeah worked. like look it <laughs> got worked. stuck right uh she got it out <laughs> she did she just shaked it out you know i watched the video and yeah, she's yeah. like if that happens just cut away <sighs> so there's a process cool. yeah. does you only have two chances right so. does the second parachute ever fail because i also sure. love this idea of well if the first one fails the second one's there what the happens right. if second that fails? one is like in mint condition. Sure. So you ha- it's called your reserve, and it's loaded by, like, I don't know, this is probably off, of like an 800-pound spring or okay. something. Okay, So you have to have somebody professional pack that, never deploy it, 
except for when you're getting it repacked every six months. Mm-hmm. Um, and after it's been repacked a certain amount of times, like you get a new one. Okay. I apologize. In my head, I just imagined because you said an 800 pound spring, getting it repacked, just like pressing a button and that parachute is boing, like basically popping out. There's yeah. a little flap that says bang on it coming out. Ha <laughs> 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 ha, gotcha. Yeah, you hope there's actually oh, a parachute. Right? Um, <laughs> this was actually my lunch. Um, yeah. <laughs> wrong pack. Yeah. So, I mean, and that's the thing. Like, yeah. you give it to somebody and you just kind of hope that they That they actually it. know what they mm-hmm. Exactly. Oh so that was the scary part. But yeah, I mean, I haven't had to cut away and use mine yet. Okay. okay. Um, exactly. Right. I, I won't jump for a while. That but was yeah. knocking on wood. Every time. Yeah, every yeah. time. Like, come on. Right. Hopefully the second one works. <laughs> right. But yeah, it does. It, it launches, like, um, every time you get it repacked, yeah. usually they'll have you pull it yourself just so you get that feeling. Okay. Um, and it'll launch, like, 20 feet oh just gosh. on the ground. So, wow. That's wild. That's amazing. Yeah. And where's a? I know you're not jumping for a while, but is there a dream location to go jump at, or just anywhere, anytime? I, I just like jumping. <laughs> um, jump out of the plane into the Kona Marathon. Ooh, that'd, be, be that'd be a fun one. Sorry, so, yeah. You cut, um, cut that parachute, start swimming. Start swimming. There. Uh, no, you could get I don't your you could get your shark dive in at the same time. <laughs> Maybe you could so many birds with one stone, <laughs> and you just get shit done. Yeah, so never you stop that. You never yeah. rest. You've got ten or five, you know ten or twelve chances to dive. You make them all the way through. That would be a cool never rest sport. Yeah, that would know? be a really fun one. Yeah, I, driving I am a race car at the end. Uh, you have to. You mentioned that you've started vlogging. You know, mm-hmm. you have your camera here. Thank you so much mm-hmm. for yeah. helping us get some content yeah, out of this as yeah. well. You don't strike me as somebody who wants to talk about themselves all the time or do the whole influencer thing, but it's a part of this business. Yeah. What has it been like for you to wade into those waters as far as, you know, kind of having to, and yeah. it's something that we have to struggle with too, is we have to accept, well, if we want to grow our podcast, right. we have to talk about it, which feels like talking about ourselves. Um, so what has that experience been like for you? Like literally turning the camera around to you to sort of help grow the brand. Um, I was thinking about this earlier, and maybe you guys have some insight on this, but I think originally, because I've done this several times yeah. and didn't stick with it, um, I made it way too hard. Like, sure. I think, especially for me, it's really easy to think, like, I'm boring or I just don't have that much mm-hmm. to say or whatever, and you don't get past that point until you start doing it, Yeah. whatever it is. Um, and I think that's... I'm going tangent, but that's why I like fitness because it's tangible. Sure. You see results. Mm-hmm. It's pretty quick. Um, but you, with stuff like this, it's a lot more addicting than holding a camera. In your exactly. Face. Right. <laughs> Especially because, like, it, it, if I don't really promote a video, yeah. mm-hmm. nobody even knows it's out. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah, it's it's really hard to get results from it. Yeah. Well, and especially if, like, if, if David is, like, your mentor in this space, and I don't know if you know him personally or not. I don't. Um, but at the very least, like, you watch his vlogs, and they are so professionally, they look amazing. They yeah. are clean. He spends a lot of time, obviously, on his edits and those types of things. So if that's your bar, like, how do you decide, okay, what is your minimum viable product? Exactly. Yeah. And I think that's, like I said, I was, I'm lucky. I'm lucky because mm-hmm. I've done this. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And, like, having the job that I had allowed me to purchase things that I didn't need. Sure. But now I have that gear, so there's, like, no excuse not to do right. cool yeah. stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. And I was already doing stuff that people find to be... Interesting. You know, yeah, interesting at the very least, mm-hmm. so... And it's not like you have a face for radio. Like, let's be very, <laughs> let's be very honest. All three of us. Yeah, you're, you're a handsome dude. I You should so be in front of the camera. You should be in front of the camera. That's what people have said. And yeah. so, whether, like, I believe that or not, I think... 
take what you're given and do mm-hmm. what you can with it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so it's been harder than it should have been, I think, in some mm-hmm. ways. Mm-hmm. But David's a great benchmark for me because sure. no offense at all, but like what he does and says is not interesting. Sure. Yeah. Most of the time, like eating tacos and talking about yeah. his life, which is what a lot of people do. It's not that interesting, but people like to see it. Mm-hmm. And then you take the B-roll, which is like the heart of the mm-hmm. film, and it is the interesting stuff, Yeah, mm-hmm. um, which is more fun. Okay, yeah. So, so you're learning how to like tie all that in together. Yeah. Uh, is that like, do you do your own editing? Are you uh, involved in that? Or do you find that you get fulfillment out of it? I do. Okay. I do my own editing. Um, I started a podcast yeah. one time and didn't stick with that either, but like putting all those aspects together, I've got the mm-hmm. skill set to do it. Yeah. Sure. Um, software's been annoying. It can't, what do you want right now? <laughs> so I'm using an Adobe, the sure. Adobe Suite. Yeah, nice. yes. And uh, I'm using a PC. Mm-hmm. Nice. I like them. I've done everything from just like designing our logo to yeah. editing videos and audio and all those things. So I enjoy it. Um, like I've done some coding and things, and that's mm-hmm. really hard. This is a way better hard for me. Yeah. Sure, yeah. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I, I enjoy it, and uh, I've had some really cool friends that have done yeah. Like a guy I skydive with mm-hmm. is an amazing videographer. Wow, yeah. And he's not only making cool vlogs, but he's doing like professional level video, mm-hmm. jumping out of planes and stuff. <laughs> right. Yeah. So like it's way more fun. It allows me hopefully to pay for doing the stuff that I like to do. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't think it's all that hard. Right. Like the, the act of doing it is not necessarily hard. It's It's that like willingness to put it out there. Right. Yeah. I find that, and this is just me personally, like finding the line of um, never putting on anything, never putting on a front, never pretending like I'm something I'm not, um, and knowing where like real vulnerability can be useful uh, and where it's too much. Yeah, uh, definitely. Yeah, and like, That's a fine line. It is because it can. Be- I think it can become self-indulgent if you're not careful. It definitely um, becomes self-indulgent. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, like whenever we started this, it was always, and still is, we do it because it's fun. Yeah. And because we like it. And, and we, we like, want to have fun. And we like learning from people yeah. and, and talking to people that we don't know and, you know, making friends, finding out, you know, new things, finding out that uh, parachutes are the second one that is, <laughs> is, can kill you. I'm honestly not over that the second parachute is the better parachute. The better parachute, but it's not yeah. the one you want to use. It's not a better parachute, it's in necessarily. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I mean, there's a, yeah. It's a whole yeah. thing about parachutes. It's a whole thing. Exactly. There's another episode for parachutes. Look, we're doing the parachute episode next time you yes. come on that's um, we'll, we'll go jump with you next Done. time you go jump we'll we just have <laughs> so like what's your content. next um i know that you you mentioned that your next endeavor is a sub three marathon yes sub three um, hour marathon so three hour marathon which i have no doubt that you'll be able to conquer not easily but i, I know that you will put in the work and get the right coaching it's gonna hurt <laughs> coach gunner right um, here what what is after that do you know yet yeah i think um it, there's there's two things, and I'm gonna put a vlog out, kind of announcing that, mm-hmm. like anybody cares. But uh, we, we care about that, yeah. Well, Dude, two subscribers right here. Perfect. You got it. So the sub three, um, I think it's important for me, like I alluded to earlier, to have a big goal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because it not only makes me happy to like push myself mm-hmm. as much as it hurts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but it gives me structure. Yeah. yeah. So, the two things are have that goal and make sure that it doesn't interfere with my business right. yeah because the iron man did and it became although i loved it i didn't enjoy the process 
you're you were pretty times. over it, it seemed. Yeah. I mean, you did it, and, like, that's where the discipline and respect part is, but, like... Yeah, and it was, like, putting a timeline on it that was too short. Like, I'd never been on a bike. Mm-hmm. I'd never really run all that much, um, other than sprints. Yeah. So, like, forcing that process really interfered with my business, and it became an excuse. Like, yeah. mm-hmm. I'm not going to do anything all day until I have to train, and then I'm going to be too tired to train, and whatever. So having that goal and making sure it doesn't interfere with, like, the things that really move the needle forward, mm-hmm. whatever that goal is, whether it's scuba diving or, like, I'd like to climb a couple of the 14, 8,000-meter-plus peaks. Yeah. Um, I'll always have something I've decided. Yeah. But I'm not going to put as strict a timeline on it. Anymore. Okay. Nice. Yeah. So does that mean for the sub three hour you haven't signed up for the race yet? It's I have just not. you know that the next thing is yeah. the sub three hour. And I've got a general timeline. Yeah. I'd like to do it before the summer. General timeline. Um, yeah. But I'm not in a rush. <laughs> Heck yeah. Man. Nice. We'll, we'll talk more about that later. Absolutely. But, and then on the business side, does it does it is it similar in business too to sort of always have something or a couple of things that you're working toward? Definitely. And I, I think it's important to say what you're going to do to hold yourself accountable. Mm-hmm. Um, Especially on a public podcast where mm-hmm. other people can hear it Absolutely. now. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Um, Thousands. Very soon. Very soon. The episode's <laughs> always out there. It's yeah, out there, right? exactly. Yeah. Um, but also to, you know, like, do what you say you're going to do, and if you yeah. say too much, then you either set yourself up for failure or mm-hmm. you just don't complete all those things. I read there was this, there's this interesting thing that if you talk about what you're going to do too much, your brain feels like it's already done it. Okay. And it decreases your motivation to work toward it. I could see that. Which is, I, I don't know if that's true. I don't know where I read it. Sometimes I just say things that it I think I've read. <laughs> but it feels true and I've definitely experienced that myself. Like, I'm going to do this thing and then by the time I get to the point where I could have pulled the trigger already, I'm like, eh. Yeah. Which uh, you can make work in your favor, you I can, guess. Yeah. I'm happy. We, yeah. I really, yeah. <laughs> Isaiah did his Ironman. Yes. And the morning of, it was like 40 degrees. Yeah. And like sprinkling. It was terrible. Yeah. And there was this guy walking around just like outwardly, like loudly saying, I'm happy I'm warm. I'm happy. <laughs> totally by himself. Yeah. Talking to himself. It's the yeah. kind of psychos you see. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> whatever. It works. So I guess like manifesting or whatever right. you say. We call um, that pulling a positive Goggins. Yeah. Po- positive Goggins. Yeah. It's yeah, the yeah. optimistic Goggins. Right. Octo Goggins. There you go. Stay hard. <laughs> Stay happy. Stay hard. So from Never Rest, what can we expect to see within the next even like six months? Like what's next for Never Rest? So... I haven't launched it yet, but, and it's not even a self-developed app, but mm-hmm. it will evolve. Um, I'm launching a training app. Okay. Very so cool. people can train with me. They'll be able to download a few different programs, mm-hmm. um, which I think will be awesome because I've done a lot of bodybuilding, powerlifting, CrossFit, like all types of power sports. Yeah. Um, some jujitsu, some Muay Thai. Like I've got, on top of being a personal trainer for many years, have done all those things. And yep. so I'll have that app for people to do like a hybrid thing and actually train with me. Yeah. yeah. Do what I'm doing over this, this next process. Get a discount on coffee. Process. So exactly. Yeah. All right. Um, so the training aspect will be big. And then the coffee's around to stay. Um, we'll be working on some other things that I don't want to quite announce until sure. they're ready. But the coffee and the fitness app will be the two big things for the next probably six months well and we will both drink and pump your coffee as much as possible yeah and uh hey we may even have to give the fitness app a try and so before we ask you the last question we always ask i have two more questions one 
if I came to your house and said, Devin, make me your favorite cup of coffee, you know, what yeah. blend, what roaster are you using? What method are you using just for all the coffee snobs out there? Like, yeah. how are you making your favorite cup of coffee? So my favorite cup of coffee right now is a blonde roast. It's our <laughs> Savage Sunrise Blonde Roast. Nice. Okay. Um, so it, our Get Shit Done is a mix of beans. It's also a lighter roast. Okay. But right. the Pinto, blonde has black, more flavor. Right. Yeah. yeah. The just Get Shit Done has bright. a little more caffeine. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so the blonde roast still has a lot of caffeine, mm-hmm. um, and I'm probably going to do an Americano. Nice. Okay, shot of espresso. Yeah. Heck yeah. yeah. Cause you have an espresso machine, right? Yep. So just espresso, a little bit of water, yep. get it down. Yeah. That or, uh, I like the water just because it like, like I like drinking coffee. Yeah. Right. And espresso is quick, which is great sometimes, but it's done and I'm like, I want another yeah. one. <laughs> you know? So yeah, I get easy to overdo it. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, that's my go-to. I, I do a lot of pour over stuff. The mm-hmm. blonde's a great pour over. Yeah. Um, and then we just put get shit done in Keurig pods. Oh, nice. I don't do very often, but for a lot of people. people yeah, for a lot of people, it's really, really convenient. Yeah. yeah. Well, now, actually, so my wife is probably going to think I don't mean this because I do give her crap for using Keurig right. quite a bit. And you I, can't stop. I can't stop. He weighs his coffee. Like, it's a very... It's a like, very it's different a, dynamic, yeah. but I love her so much. He's up here. No. <laughs> um, Looking down on all of but us. But I, <laughs> I saw that you went the Keurig route, and after I stuffed away my snobbiness, I did think this is actually really take? cool. It's about five minutes. Okay. Um, I realized, you know, this was actually a cool decision on your part from the business side because you're making the the brand available to people who maybe aren't pour over people yeah, or have exactly. an espresso machine like it was a very specific like you are making this available to people that they just want the coffee in the cup they don't right. really care about the process right. or the beans or and it's like you said earlier they bought into the brand and the the ideal of the company so them getting the bonus of having the coffee is just that it's a bonus but they're espousing and believing the brand every time right. they didn't use that Keurig so that was cool and yeah. the the K-Pods like it was hard to do that because, like you said, I love coffee. Yeah. <laughs> and it's hard. <laughs> I love it's hard. Exactly. <laughs> it's hard to, like, go It was from... hard because I had to rip my heart out and stomp on it. It was hard because I've it was against a, everything I believe yeah, in. Yeah. I use a Keurig now every yeah. once in a while. Um, but for me, it's like the espresso is just as fast. Yeah. Keurig's way more affordable. Yeah. Sure. Um, but we partnered with a company that packs our coffee. Mm-hmm. So it's not, like, a different coffee. And it's in a 100% biodegradable pack, like mm-hmm. pack, the pouch awesome. and the pod. Nice. Um, so you get the specialty coffee. It's all nitrogen purged, which just means it stays fresh for a really long time. Um, it makes it a little more expensive, but you're still getting a good cup of coffee. Yeah. yeah. Like the only way to get it better is if you're doing an espresso or a pour over, um, maybe a French press if it's all fresh. Sure. Yeah. It's, it's exactly the same. So yeah. it was way more expensive to do that for <laughs> sure. Um, but yeah, it's, it's meeting that market because I'm not going to pay my own bills drinking yeah. the coffee I like. Yeah, the for sure. So, for yeah. sure. I have a question before our, our yeah. big question. Go for it. Who in history would you want to have a cup of coffee with? I've asked this question a lot and I always I go back to Frank Sinatra. Nice. You classy. M- yeah. Old blue eyes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, I think Dean Martin would be cool too. Agreed. Anybody in the Rat Pack would be yeah. an incredible conversation. Yeah. And I don't know that like I would get a whole lot of out, out of it, you know. Other than um, fun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I think, uh, and it's usually like a beer. Like, who would you get a drink right. with? Yeah. Um, but I mean, you can have a cup of coffee at, like midnight. Yeah, I was yeah, gonna say, is it a morning? It is it a morning Sinatra I cup of coffee or is it exactly. a nightcap? Yeah, I think it would be Frank <laughs> Sinatra does mornings. <laughs> yeah. No. 
not not on the back end. Not on the back end anyway. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I think he'd be Frank. I think he's pretty cool. Heck yeah. yeah. So. Heck yeah, man. That's yeah. awesome. Good man. answer. Well, dude, we know that you have a hard stop, and we so. just really appreciate you taking the time to sit with us for a minute. We have one more question before we let you go. We ask this to everybody. We ask everybody. Well, actually, except he, apparently our mom. Except, yeah, except our mom. <laughs> well, we're gonna ask the question, but you also mentioned you saw a certain someone when we were talking. Oh yeah, earlier, that's right. So we want to hear about that before you tell you us him. when you saw Lance, oh, a um, certain yellow jerseyed. What does trickster. it mean to you to be a Texan? Um, I think just to call Texas home and. Mm-hmm. I'll try to be brief. Simple but true. Yeah. Um, I think there's a lot of good things and bad things, depending on how you look at it, but, like, to be patriotic about your state, about mm-hmm. Texas. Um, I don't see myself leaving Texas, mm-hmm. even though it doesn't have a tropical beach or, <laughs> you know, a ski resort. Yeah. Um, it'll always be home. And so I think whether you're coming here or we're born here, like, if you feel in your heart you're a Texan, yeah. You love barbecue and horses and <laughs> yeah. country music once in a while, uh, but you don't want to change the state and you don't want to like um, bring some of the things that you left your state for to Texas. You're a Texan. Yeah. Um, it always comes with kind of the general things, being kind. Mm-hmm. I truly feel going back to small towns, like, that was really nice. I just had a 20-minute conversation <laughs> with the, yeah. the lady Total at the stranger. checkout. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, like, the kindness thing and just the, the homegrown aspects that come along with that yeah it comes with being a texan but if you're moving to texas um like not wanting to just leave again yeah. i think it, i think it's more <laughs> yeah. of a feeling that you've accepted yeah. if you call texas home you're texan like yep. make it home yep Heck yeah. i love that love that and speaking of texans speaking s- of tricky texans you saw a certain texan Pretty recently, you were yellow so, jacketed, yeah, yellow guy. guy. Can, can you tell us about your encounter with uh, Mr. Lance Armstrong? I have seen him a few times. Actually. Oh, um, he owns Bella Johnny's down here. Yeah, okay. We see him every time we walk in there. Nice. He's everywhere. His bikes are all over it. You know, um, people have mixed emotions about him. I don't yeah. know. I don't really How talk do you feel? to him, but I, I don't really have an opinion. I think. Okay. Um, I think he's an elite athlete, mm-hmm. and, you know, take him or leave him. Like, he's done some really cool stuff. Yeah, um, I don't know that I'd, like, want to be around him a whole lot. <laughs> but, you know, um, I respect what he's done, and yeah. uh, I respect some of the things that he's, he's built. Um, that's about it. <laughs> All, right. All right. Well, you've had a lot better interactions with him than we have. I've heard, but one, I've heard just a it's few. It's up and down. It's, it's up, up and down. down. Just like the hills he rides. Awesome. Well, Devin, thank you so much for sitting with us for a little bit. Thank, thank you. you for sharing Thank you for us. being a friend. Uh, thank you for always providing me with delicious coffee. Yes. Um, never Rest on Instagram, right? Yep. At Never Rest. At Never Rest. Online, NeverRest.com. NeverRest.com. Get coffee there. Ship straight to your house. Discount code TexIsh mm-hmm. or discount code Gunner Rogers or discount code. I don't have one. Uh, I'll get you one. We'll get you there one you too. But grab a cup of coffee, grab a bag of coffee, some Keurig stuff, give them the follow. Mm-hmm. Is there any other ways that we can support you or our audience can support you moving forward? No. If you've got stuff you want to <laughs> see, let me know. But uh, yeah. follow me on YouTube and Instagram, and we'll go from there. We'll get, some, right. we'll get shit done. Exactly. Heck Absolutely. Yeah. Devin, awesome. it was a pleasure, my man. Thanks so much, Thank brother. Thank you guys so much. Bye, Bye y'all. y'all.